When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Adjacent. You're listening to the Sports Adjacent. Okay, I like that. I just learned something new today. Adjacent. With Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey on the House of L Network. We're doing everything I dreamed of as an adjacent. I spent some time on uh, Urban Dictionary this week because I kind of forgot it existed and then went back to it. And it, it's useless. Like, it is not... <laughs> what it actually claims to be and every entry you type in there's like 50 definitions for whatever that is but like here's here's an example of one herkle durkle what would you guess that means i have no clue okay you're rolling your eyes like you think it's something horrible it very well could be on urban dictionary it's not and this is why i'm not sure how this qualifies as urban dictionary um the urban part doesn't seem to fit here to me. A 200-year-old Scottish term meaning to lounge in bed long after it's time to get up. A- example, I've got lots to do today, but as it's raining, I'm going to herkle-durkle instead. I don't see what a 200-year-old, how a 200-year-old Scottish term can be of the city, which is what urban means. Oh, see, you're reading too much, too deep into it, dog. I don't think anyone is walking around saying that, saying a 200-year-old Scottish phrase. They're like, hey, Russ, did you get up and exercise yesterday? They'd be like, no, I herkle-durkled until 2 in the afternoon. But see, but see, you're 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 getting too logical here, Jason, by the term urban dictionary. <laughs> like, you got to stop. Analytical. I'm thinking you of it too much. You have to stop. Yes. A regular 100%. dictionary. The yeah. other one, though, I liked is lost in the sauce, which means, according to urban dictionary, when you've got something going for you so good as in money, women, fame, power, respect, Mm -hmm. that you become out of touch with reality and start acting reckless, taking unnecessary risks, and get caught slipping. Example one, dude making so much money trapping that he starts to slip up and not take proper precautions. Movie examples is number two. Scarface, Paid in Full, Juice, Wolf of Wall Street, Casino, And Goodfellas. Example three, Dennis Schroeder turning down $80 million from the Lakers. <laughs> yes, all, all of those uh, suffice. They got all me on suffice. the Dennis Schroeder turning down $80 million and which I think is more than he's made in his career in, entirely. And turning that down from the Lakers and then signing for like 5 or $6 million with the Celtics. Mm-hmm. I'd like to have a screw-up that ends with me signing for $6 million somewhere, though. 
But you, I, if but if I have a screw a up mad. that ends with me getting six million dollars, it's not too bad. I think it's different though. You got to think. You got to think. It's all relative. Oh, right? I get. I get the error. I totally get the error. I get how Dennis Schroeder like, was lost in a, the sauce. If you turn out a job that was going to pay you seven hundred fifty grand. Mm-hmm. And then you end up having to take a job that pays you ninety grand. You'd want to jump off the top of my apartment. That's a little extreme. Nah, not for Dennis. It wasn't. <laughs> Dog, life changed. Like, like, and Dennis has had a, a fine career, and I think since then he's probably made a quarter of that money back with the Lakers. But still, it's just like. To end up with the same team without the bread is crazy. I have been very frustrated lately with Twitter. I don't know if you're like falling out of love with Twitter like I have been. I don't know that I ever loved it that much. You didn't. But now I feel like Twitter is impossible to use now. And I wonder if that's just me and another yet another in a long list of examples of the world around me getting away from me and me understanding less and less about the world around me as I get older. Uh, or if it really is like this thing is being driven into the ground. I can't tell what's credible anymore at all on Twitter. The I'm not saying that like the blue check mark system of the past was, was infallible. Yeah. It wasn't perfect, but I had a better idea of whether I was reading real things on there or not. And now it's just all a big mess on my Twitter search or my timeline or whatever. I don't know what's what. You basically have to go off of, all right, I'm not an idiot. Right? That has to be your gauge now where I don't think uh, Jeff Passon spelled with two Ps is the real Jeff Passon. Right? Mm -hmm. Also, you follow all the people that usually have that information. And if you see something retweeted, of somebody who probably has that information, like that's what you go off of, or just take the two seconds to click on the profile and see if the person's credible or not. Um, it's really just the extra step. And because we are in a society where we want things very quickly, we don't want to have to, all right, now I have to look at the person's profile, see if the information is true, but it's really just like, okay, yeah, this person's credible. I follow all the people they follow. They're following me. Like this person's legit. Well, there are things that look like their official government Twitter accounts that are putting out a statement or a report on something. And then I, on further examination, realize, oh, this is like a an ultra conservative uh, community newspaper online in Oregon or whatever, putting something out on this, trying to make themselves look like there's something official and... It just ends up being a lot of sorting out. And I think from what I can tell, the people that are paying for the blue check service are there's more of that showing up in my feed and not necessarily the things I want to be in there. And there's also the, they pay for it. Yeah, they pay to be in your feed. Now. That's one. That's one. So that's, that's what we don't see. There's, there's also the, the addition. And a lot of people don't know this or you don't realize it. There's two columns now. There are two sets of timelines. There's for you, which is people that you follow mixed in with some people that you don't follow. But we think that you're interested in this. And then there's I do not want it. No, but sometimes in the in the in the process of swiping up and down your timeline, it swipes left. 
and you're mm-hmm. on for you and you don't realize like who who is this person i don't even follow yeah. them and then right. you have to swipe back yeah i don't want to do that either i'm pretty much out i didn't ever i always knew like t- twitter was a business and it was meant to make money but the previous version of twitter now seems actually altruistic to me compared to like what we have now well, the Twitter's operating like, uh, you know, the other social medias now where they're like suggest things to you and then they'll see what how you react to that suggestion and then right. they will suggest similar yeah. things. So if they'll be like you, you scrolling, looking for your news. Uh, oh, somebody twerking. Oh, how long? How, how long did he stare at that twerk video? Ah, maybe we should just probably a long time. Even if, even if you didn't like it, though. Twerk videos. Even so, if you didn't like it. The algorithm gets you. The algorithm mm-hmm. is really bullshit. It is, it's, but it, it's, you got to play the algorithm game if you're like a content creator, right? If you're the, in the content creation business, uh, you have to play that way. Um, you know, something's very interesting about that. The, the algorithm is, I think we all don't like it, but it's just a reflection of ourselves. No, it's not. The part, the part no, that we isn't. don't consciously. No, it isn't. Look, no, I mean, here's what it's measuring by because it's people don't think the phone the phone is staring back at you and it's listening to you. So if you are on a video, if you don't quickly swipe up to acknowledge that I I'm not interested in that content, if you stare at something for a longer period of time, even if you don't necessarily outwardly say you like it, it's like oh no, nah, you like it. You just don't know you like it because how long did you stay there? You might stay That's to the, the end real of the video, you. get to the end of it, find that you this was disgusting and I hated it, mm-hmm. and now it's just who you are according to the algorithm. This is me. Yeah, now. yeah. That's that's the that's the you. I apparently you know. I like whatever this not is. Not the you, not that, not the you that you want publicly out there, or the me that, that I am. No, <laughs> <laughs> you've never seen a video online that you're like, mm, I did not like this. I don't know if I, but by just merely by getting to the end of it, that's right. that's that's one of the whole characteristics. Thing. Now, I could watch Some this video watch. of this whole video of this guy making spaghetti and be like, "Oh, this is interesting." How's he like? Oh, what are the ingredients? He's making spaghetti from scratch. This is pretty cool. And the video ends with him putting his feet in it or something. And now I get a bunch of feet videos like that can mm-hmm. happen. Yeah, and that's not what I'm into. <laughs> that that's a trick. If it's this the the. The front face content. Tony, There's the no whole trick thing is a trick. What on social media isn't a trick? Ah, Twitter. Now, Twitter was so, like, Twitter was already like the other social media companies in a way. Russ is correct in pointing out that they have the algorithm and they try to suggest to you things you like. But I feel like they were probably the least intrusive about it prior to Elon Musk taking over. I think now uh, they're full on running a business. Here's my, here's my thing, man. I know a lot of people are like, oh, I ain't buying no damn check one, and I'm not giving Elon my eight dollars. And it's like, Doug, rock out. I get it. I understand. Like people don't like him, whatever. I I got mine. I pay for the Twitter blue or whatever, but I have my own reasons. The major reason is this platform. You can't post videos longer than two minutes without uh, subscribing to Twitter blue. And to me, that's really important for our business model, my business in as a baseball content creator, just being able to put out content, et cetera, outside of the other stuff that I already do on social. It just made sense. Like I kind of like video content is important to what I do. 
And so whatever, dog, it's eight dollars. That was my other side. It's just like eight dollars. Well, you're making, you know, Russ Dorsey money. You can just shrug off eight dollars. You, you see eight dollars laying on the sidewalk. You just you trample it. Probably <laughs> if I see eight dollars, I'm like, all right, well, this you I just walk right over. Jim, it with I can get Jimmy crusted sneakers. I can get a Jimmy John sandwich or something. Oh, I'm saying, thank the Lord. I'm like, oh, eight bucks. You look it out. Eight dollars. Eight dollars. You can get that's that's a couple cups of coffee for me. I'm trying to see what amount of money I wouldn't pick up off the ground. We've been I through this. I think I definitely you, pick up a dollar. We went through this with you. I think trying to figure out what is the lowest amount you would fish out of a urinal. I believe you're right. Mm-hmm. And it was like like fifty cents. No, I think it was a twenty dollar. Nah. I think a twenty dollar bill. He said he would take it out and wash it off. And I and I actually probably mm, I don't know twenty. Because here's my thing. What money? It's money be a meal. Money. It's money a hundred. Money is dirty in general. Facts. Well, that's true. Like, yeah. like physical bills and, of any type are dirty as yeah. hell. You and you kind of don't, you don't about think that. about it. But it's just so cool to like have cash. Or back in the day, I don't. I ain't had cash in a long time. But like, it it was so cool. Like you didn't even think about it. But you're like this. How many people have had this money in their hands and didn't wash them? Mm-hmm. How many clubs has been in? <laughs> it's been in more than hands. Yeah, it's been on a lot of asses. <laughs> yes, money been on right. a lot of asses. That's true. A lot of bosoms, mm-hmm. and I don't oh. necessarily mean the club. Like you know how many ladies put their it. money in their in their chest? Look, look, the underground drug trade is you know alive and well. So you don't know where they, where this cash is is going to. You don't. I never have any of it. I don't think I'm ever I run into this situation now every now and then you'll end up somewhere where you need cash for something. Oh, it happened uh, on our show with the pizza when the pizza got delivered here. And Mm -hmm. there's guy has you needed 30 some bucks. The guy has no way to run a card unless I call the store. I have no cash. I mean, not even the Nelly version run the card. No, the most (laughs) you're ever going to find in my wallet is like tone. Imagine the time. Imagine the the pizza dude's like, I mean, you got a card. That's that's for my BT uncut folks out there. Yeah, shout out to BT. I don't, I, yeah, I don't get any of these references. So <laughs> what tone? What tone was trying to say is that in the Nelly song, you would run the car through the young lady's um, rear. Oh, and gosh. so the, okay. so tone was saying that the pizza man could have been like, I mean, hey buddy. Take out that Amex. Take out the Amex. It's pretty weird, man. I, Tone brought it up. I'm just explaining. Oh, I know to you. he did. Yeah, I'm just explaining to you what was going on. That's Tony. Like in one, like one sentence, he's quoting the Book of Ezekiel, mm-hmm. and then the next sentence is it's quoting Nelly, <laughs> and specifically hey, that, was, that song. That took the world by storm. Nobody thought about that. Nelly had hits, man. I appreciate that at least I understood what they're about. The songs I hear now, the pop music that I hear now, I, I, a lot of it I truly don't understand what it is. Justin Bieber has a song out right now about I get my peaches in Georgia and my weed in California. It's like, is he just going over a shopping list? Like, I don't yes. really get what the purpose of this is. It's like, I get my produce at Jewels and I buy my cereal at the Target. Like, I, I don't understand what the point of a song like that is. 
you're and that makes me feel old. I was definitely gonna be like, you're just old, Jason. Like, well, they, so is he, isn't he? How? I mean, isn't Justin Bieber? He's thirty. Like, he's thirty. Okay. All right. Yeah, he's totally you're, you're, stuff that's you're a different. You're a different level of thirty. Well, I'm like, thirty nine for one. Well, that, that's one. I'm, but I'm two, hanging on also, to the last little thread of my thirties right also, now. Also, you're also not even the. You're like closer to fifty nine than thirty nine. And I don't mean that in a disrespectful way. No, I don't take it that way. I, I know what you mean. <laughs> like, you would much rather... Yeah, your perfect day is the kids already had something to do and Ashley took them. Oh, you're spot on so far. <laughs> How the did kids, you know that? Now, listen, this is going to get better. You, know that? you get to stay home and grill. Tone and I come over and we have when are dinner we in the backyard. This? When are we the- doing this? <laughs> Here's hype. You're like, yes. we should have done this last week. Ribs and back- steak. Oh, you're in a backyard. We got some grilled artichoke on the on the grill. Got some dessert. We're having a good time. The mosquitoes aren't out. And then we, we and everybody has a, has a nice time. That is Jason's perfect world. But that's also the perfect world of most 50-ish years old gentlemen. Yeah, and you didn't you forgot to throw in that like my yard would be perfectly manicured at that yeah. time too. Yeah. yeah. Like it would look and like every a, like every decision infield. Yeah, it would Roger Bossard came over, hedged everything up. You didn't have to lift a finger. That sounds wonderful. What are you guys doing this weekend? That sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's start our show. We'll talk about some things that I do understand. Doja Cat, I, I hear some of that. Every is every Doja Cat song about having sex. Um, Am I following that part of it right? Okay, so I'm, so look at that. Some of it. Well, at least all the mainstream ones. Everything. Some of it I understand. Some of them about relationships, but you know, a lot of it is about the sixth. This is a game I play in my car. I, I flip on the uh, the B ninety six. What songs about see, sex? Just see how much of it I understand. <laughs> okay. Just see how much of it I can follow of what's going on here. Got you. Got you. Welcome to Sports Adjacent. I'm Jason Leisure. My co-host Russ Dorsey, a real one. Uh, no punctuation at the end of that because none needed. No, no. Understood. Nope. And we got Tony Gill producing. Tony Gill has listed his title on our video call here as goaded producer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Yes, sir. We will. Um, Russ and I have a few things to say about that in the post show staff meeting. So, <laughs> yes, yes, we do. <laughs> so, st- stand by after class tone if you don't mind. Uh, Goaded producer Tony Gill is brought to you by Sheets and Giggles. You can go to sheetsgiggles.com slash SA. That's our link for our listeners. And right now, it's still May. When you get this episode, it's still May. You have so mm-hmm. much time. Mm-hmm. You can order your dad a Father's Day gift on Sheets and Giggles. Go to sheetsgiggles.com slash SA. You'll get 23% off. You can order it. And you have it well in time. Imagine not stressing out and not being like, Oh, we better stop at uh, CVS on the way to Father's Day brunch to get Dad a gift card somewhere. Not that that's a bad gift, but it is a bad gift when it's five minutes before the uh, the brunch starts and because you, you haven't thought of anything. Like, do a good job. Go to Sheets and Giggles. Go to sheetsgiggles.com slash SA. Get 23% Absolutely. off the best bedding you will find anywhere. I love it. I just changed my sheets last night, actually. To, you know, I have two sets of the sheet set, the Silky Smooth 100% Eucalyptus. You change those and it's just like, ah, oh, yes. 
Like what were what what were we doing before? I know you you bought like the the Walmart sheets. No, that's not true. That's not true. But I didn't know what I was doing. I thought I actually thought I was buying decent sheets because I'd go to Target. Target mm-hmm. is different than Walmart. I would go to Target. <sighs> I would go to Target and I would buy what looked like the nicer ones that they had at Target. And now I'm like I was getting I was getting taken. I was getting worked. You were. Yeah. You were. They were getting. What's What's a good word I can learn for that? Hey. What's going on, fellas? What up, Cam? Cam hey, Wolf is crashing up. the show. Cam, we're going to get to you. Last time we did this, you weren't on. So now we no, I know. On. I wasn't on. This this is great. Let's see my guy, Cam. Yeah, what's going on? We're chilling, man. We're chilling. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're going to get to you in a minute, Cam Wolf. Cam Wolf is going to join us. <laughs> <laughs> Cam Wolf is going to join us to find out if uh, in the, the debut, the inaugural segment of Are You a Real One? In which we're going to bring someone on like Cameron Wolf and find out, is he a real one? Streets anyway, want to know, Cam. Yeah, just to close that loop that we were talking about, like get on sheetsgiggles.com slash essay. Get something for your dad for Father's Day. And uh, that is going to make you look really good at Father's Day. And it's going to feel good having that done like a week or two in advance. And you got nothing to worry about. Uh, Sports Jason is also brought to you by BetMGM. You can go to BetMGM.com or download the BetMGM app and get this offer. Uh, your first bet gets paid back in free betting credits up to $1,000 with promo code ADJACENT1000. You can bet on the basketball playoffs. Uh, the finals are coming up very soon. You can bet on the hockey playoffs, those finals. The Stanley Cup final is coming up very soon. And if you bet with our promo code, Adjacent1000, you'll either win on your first bet, or if you don't, then they'll pay you back up to $1,000 in free future betting credits. Go to BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. We've got a lot to get to on the show today. We are going to come back with Cameron Wolf to find out if, in fact, he's a real one. I asked Jason, I said, what, what does that mean? And he says it's vague. And I'm like, all right. I'm concerned it. that he asked what it means because <laughs> that sounds like a question in which I like, <laughs> it sounds like a question in which I incriminated myself as not a real one just a week ago well, by asking that same question. I mean, if you have to ask. Then. See, that's what I told him, Cam. Well, that's and, what I told and, him. And you kind, <laughs> you, you kind of did, did, Cameron, because I texted you about this and you had a lot of questions I mean, you reminded me a lot of me with all your questions about what this would be like. Right, right. And that's, uh, I did have you know, some questions. This kind of strikes one and two right there, buddy. Well, I did want to know what the criteria of my stories needed to be. That was uh, like, yeah, you, may, you may be put real. on, you may be put in a position where you need to state your case or defend yourself yeah. as a real one if you indeed I, believe that you are a real one. Cam Wolf, friend of the show from NFL Network, we are thrilled to have you here from Miami, one of my buddies for a while. I've known Cam for a while, yeah. and I don't know. I don't. I can't say definitively if you he is in, if he is a real one. My <laughs> gut says yes. I'm kind of starting with the uh, hypothesis of yes, but we'll find out. Tony, hit the button. Let's hear the imaging for this. Maybe this is, is a new segment. Maybe we bring somebody on and, and who is a real and five minutes of finding out. We're just investigating. Are, are you a real one? Are you a real one? Nick Saban, head coach of the Dolphins. And real one. I 
Yes. 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 The segment where we find out about your innermost being. You know, people lie. You know, they could say that they're a real one, but the evidence could say the otherwise that they are not a real one. I sense real one traits here. So, are you a real one? Oh, no, baby. You're not a real one. Hey, did you hear the old Russ did you, did you, not Grandma yeah. Russ at the end? Did you hear the old lady at the end? Yes. <laughs> is, is, is Grandma Russ a real one? Oh, oh, Grandma Russ a real one, baby. Yeah. <laughs> this is the other side he wants to do. He wants to do. I, I think. I think the gist of the Grandma Russ segment is like Grandma Russ delivering bad news to no. someone sweetly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's like, what grandmas do. Like, so, like, sorry to tell you, <laughs> you just gotta throw baby at the end. That mm-hmm. ain't your color. <laughs> All right, Cameron Wolf. I, we're gonna find out if you are in fact a real one. I got my legal pad here. I'm gonna be taking notes. Uh, w- would you Would you care to state your case as a real one to start? Yeah, so out I'm actually gonna bring up a story based on a topic you guys just talked about. Walmart okay. and Target, right? And so before I did this job that I do now as a reporter. I had several jobs uh, growing up, high school, college. One point I worked at both Walmart and Target at the same time. Uh, Trying to make money, pay for my college. Working hours so confusing. Sometimes I walk in a store with the wrong shirt on. I walk in a red shirt for Walmart, walk in a blue shirt for Target. But my favorite job that I had as a young kid was working at Pizza Hut. Uh, I actually was like a server back when you had the peace huts that you could actually sit in. I don't know if that's above somebody or before somebody's time on the show, but you could literally sit down and be served at peace huts. And so that was my favorite job. And the reason why it was my favorite job is one day they were shooting a commercial at our peace hut. And I got asked um, to be a part of this commercial. And so uh, it was really random. I think, honestly, they were, they saw me as a young black dude and said, hey, we get some color in our commercial. Also, though, you are a very handsome man. You yes, that's work in television. You are on camera, on screen for a living. Listen, Bro, no, no, no. Black. Black, and ugly, black and ugly wasn't going to make it on the commercial. That, that is true. That is true. This is before I was on TV. This is just me as a random 17, 18-year-old Cam. And so I got asked to be in this commercial. Essentially, I was going to be an extra in the commercial. The guy walking in the background, holding the pieces back and forth, that type guy. Um, and then the moment came that changed my life forever. Um, there are people who get hired to do these commercials, like actual cast, right? There's a woman who was supposed to do the speaking role for this commercial. She was in the back doing her makeup, doing her wardrobe, whatever's going on. Director gets mad because we're waiting, we're waiting. She's not out there. And he goes off and curses, curses pretty much everybody on set. He's like, can't we get anybody to just say these lines? And me, as a you know naive 17-year-old person, raised my hand. I can say them. And he points to me and he says, yes, get this dude a shirt and let him say the lines. And I eventually set the lines. I eventually got a speaking role in this commercial. And it ended up paying me like over $20,000 randomly for a commercial. At 17? At 17. Um, Just, you know, the extra was initially going to pay me $300 for the day, which was uh, amazing for me. Still pretty good, yeah, at that age. (laughs) Um, All based on me 
being black also at the right place at the right time. And so I think uh, that was my start of my saying, hey, maybe I can do this thing for real. Um, But it happened on a TV, I mean, on a piece of commercial. So that would be my uh, opening story. No reservations whatsoever, Russ, about speaking up, taking, taking taking a role like that, taking it, literally taking it. From this, per, from this, not just one person, but apparently many who either couldn't say the lines or were too scared, and getting himself paid in the process—that strikes me as real one behavior. Yeah, like here's my thing: because as a 17-year-old, like you're just trying to be in the background, like you don't yeah. really want to. You didn't even know he—he he didn't walk in there knowing he was going to be on camera that day, no, other than no. walking the pizzas back and forth. In, but in the fact, things- in fact, Russ, I had to ask my mom for permission because I still live in the house at this time. My mom told me no initially because she what? was a day of school. And so my dad actually had to convince her that this was worth me missing a day of school. And I'm so thankful he did. So, yeah, I came in oh. thinking I'm just going to get away from school, make me a couple hundred dollars, carrying a piece in the background. It ended up being completely different. Oh, did you, did, when, you, when that check hit, did you, did you look at your mom like, mm-hmm? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I yeah. don't think you missed a day of work and made 20000 Yes. And, and so this is, I don't want to get completely sidetracked. I can tell you which parent can bought a watch for with that money. I, I, I was still living in the house, so I didn't say that. But <laughs> this is a quick sidetrack moment, and I'm going real deep in my personal life here, but we're friends. Um, so later on, I used to get like random checks from this commercial. So like added up to be this number. Royalties and stuff, yeah. Long. So it's like every time they show the commercial, they got to give you payments. So it shows on YouTube or a channel or whatever. And so I didn't know That's when awesome. they were going to And so like a year after the commercial, I get a check, which ended up being my final check mailed to the house. And my dad said, I'm in college this time. He says, hey, you got a check that came from the commercial. <laughs> and he's like, I'll make you a deal. He had bought me a, a, a Mustang when, I'm, when I got into college. I mean, into high school. My senior year of high school, we moved from Jersey to Texas. So he bought me a car, essentially, you know, you're moving, you're moving. I'll set you up right. And so I love this car. Her name was Caroline. Um, But eventually he made me a proposition. He said, look, I will put this car in your name for the price of this check, but you can't open it. You got to give me what it is regardless. And you get to own the car. And so like, I had got checks that were $600 and I'd also got checks that were like $2,000. I had never got anything more than that. And so I'm like, okay, I think I'm going to be in good shape regardless. Like we're good. You know, you know, it happened to be, so I told you him, took yeah. it. you took it. I took yeah. it. I was like, put the car in my name, open a check. Of course he opens a check right in my face. Check is for $7,800. Oh, no. Okay. Oh, no. The biggest, the biggest check I would have had the entire time. And to his word, he absolutely kept the money. <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. So I had the car in my name, but it also hurt. And just like a 18, 19-year-old college student, I ended up wrecking that car and totally oh, so you ended up with neither this this may weigh into the decision that's what i'm saying i'm like cam you went from real with the. i don't know right was his was his dad by keeping that money once he oh, found out how much it okay that's being a real one he dad is a real one for letting him go do the commercial which made him so much money but also making the deal with him real yeah. one quality and keeping the money, even though it was the most money Ken would have made. Okay. Yeah. yeah. 
But we're saying Cam kind of got suckered here, and real ones don't get suckered. Real ones don't get suckered. I wanted that car. I wanted the car in my name. So, so this is more context for you here. I ended up like I was. I was a you know I was a college kid, right? right? And so I got the car taken away from me, um, but right before my freshman year of college because I threw a party at the house. My mm. parents were out of Dominican Republic. Okay, big party. I thought I got away with it. I think the neighbors snitched on me, and essentially, not real ones. Person, Those neighbors, not, no, real, not ones. real ones. Yeah, not real ones at all. But the real ones, was, real ones, walk by, make eye contact, and say we're right. good. Right. I thought we were good. It wasn't too wild. Like it, I thought it was going to be ten people. It ended up being like fifty. So it did got get a little out of control. But I thought I cleaned everything up. We, we, you know, I thought I was good. I felt really good about it. My parents knew what was happening. The punishment was you can't bring your car your freshman year of college, and that hurt me. Like wow, the whole year. But Dang. the reason why I couldn't bring it is because uh. my dad's name is technically his car. Right. Yeah. And so when he has this proposition, I'm thinking he can't take my car anymore. <laughs> that's part of the 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 thought process. So I'm like, that's worth it yeah. for me to give up this and. um I was wrong. <laughs> oh, man. Sure. All right. Well, that's kind of one in your favor, one against you here. I'm, I'm kind of scoring some of this. Yeah. Um, Tone, what do you think? What, what do you have for Kim as far as, like, as part of your investigation and assessment of his real oneness? Because the, you know, the definition, the actual definition is, is so vague, except to the real ones. Um, I'm, I'm going to need just a, a quick, just kind of quick moment in your life where you felt like you were a real one. When I felt like I was a real one? Mm-hmm. Um, separate, separate to the situation I just mentioned. Correct. Just, just a quick situation, I got a good, interaction. I got a good one while he thinks of one. I got a good one about him. So okay. Cam, Cam and I... We're friends uh, when we were both in Miami. We've stayed friends, but we don't see each other very often. We both happen to cover football. So we see each other at kind of the major league-wide uh, national type events, usually in the offseason, Super Bowl, Combine, Pro Bowl, those types of things. And Cameron, uh, I saw Cameron at the Pro Bowl in Vegas. I think we were, it was Vegas for something. I want to say the Pro Bowl. Uh, and he had, well, you guys don't know this cause you don't have kids tone. You'll find this out quickly. It's not easy to get away from your kids with your wife. Not an easy thing to do. This man pulled it off. He pulled, not only pulled it off, but he's in Vegas with his wife. That's fun. That's very fun. And while on there on like what is essentially like a second or third honeymoon, basically, since you don't have your kid with you, Cam and I see each other and Cam invites me to like meet up with him and his wife later for drinks and interrupt their second or third, their, their special like getaway. That's being a real one. So I probably, I was too tired and flaked out and didn't go making me not a real one. (laughs) Yeah. His wife definitely was like, nah, Cam, you're not a real one tonight. (laughs) (laughs) That probably probably was more like tally and the Cam to Jason real one relationship. It probably docked me in the end, but I appreciate that. He Cam trying to explain like Brianna, like it's Jay, like we have been for a long time. time. <laughs> That's my man's, like, and she like right? go out with your man's yeah. then. Yeah. <laughs> right. All right. So I, I have thought about ideas. Since we brought up my wife, I will go to what I when I was a real one for her as an example. So um, I went to the University of Houston, 
Go Cougs, helmet back here. Um, we got we got engaged um, back in 2017. And my wife had this brilliant idea. She wanted to have a football-themed engagement shoot, right? And so I had to pull back my connections, my, my ploys. And so I contacted my people at UH and had them open up the stadium for us to be able to take engagement shoots on the field uh, you know, they, they set it up for us. They had all the lights on. It was special. You know, we ended up having like some, they put the pylons out. They gave us footballs. They had us the whole engagement shoot deal. Didn't charge us a dime just because, nice. you know, it was all GP. So I felt like I was a, a real one for her in that moment, um, kind of bringing her, her vision to life. Hmm. Hmm. So it's being selfless, being a real one. Oh yeah, especially for okay. your wife, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Okay, okay. Russ, what right. do you got for him here? You most of All Russ right. is just to give you a heads up here. Most of Russ's are about fighting, and okay. it really usually comes down to if you're going to fight someone, <laughs> you're a real one, yeah. and if you try to avoid fighting someone, you're not a real one. Okay, so you know what's crazy? I mean, this is a part of being a real one, though. You got to be ready at all times. You stay ready, you never got to get ready. That's true. Or you that's just talk true. about being ready. Yeah, I would. So it's funny that you say that, Jason, because that's definitely what I was gonna get to. Of course. So, so Cam, here's my thing. Mm-hmm. I've talked to Jason about this exact hypothetical situation before, and he's okay. failed miserably each time. Okay. Multiple occasions, failed yep. every time. Yep. Uh, let's say you're a, a man who lives in Florida now. Let's say you're at your local Publix, right? There you go. Yeah. You and your wife are in there trying to buy groceries for the house. Something you do with normal, you know, a, a Sunday when you're not in football season, when you got time to yourself. Yep. And uh, let's say there is another gentleman walking on the opposite uh, side of the aisle that you and your wife are walking down. And after walking past you and your lovely wife, he turns around and makes a comment about her body. What does a real one do? Hmm. Uh, so... Before the words come out of his mouth, it's on site. You're fighting. You're, yes, it's, you're disrespecting you're my wife. You're disrespecting my wife. Um, and we haven't said the comment, but I think there's, there's, I have a low, I have a low tolerance of disrespect towards my wife. Medium tolerance to me. I, I, I won't say I have a low tolerance for me. I have a little bit more tolerance for me, but very low tolerance when it comes to my wife. And so it's on site. I mean, I, just just being perfectly honest, my wife has probably saved me from multiple fights and and you know night situations where she has to remind me, uh, remember who you are and what you had to lose. And I'm yes, you know, that's exactly that point, what I was I thinking about. By any of that. <laughs> I was thinking about your burgeoning national television career. Yeah, yeah, not, that, that 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 very little on my mind in that moment. Uh, it all kind of goes black. So they will I'm understand on that. There are certain things I'm not like a always ready to fight. Like I'm not I'm not a step on my J's. We got to fight type dude. But there's certain respect levels, uh, particularly when it comes to to my wife, people close to me. That if you cross that boundary, it's, it's on site. See, and see, that's where I was at with it, Cam, because I would never want my, my friend Cameron Wolf to throw away his his huge career and, and all he's doing for NFL Network uh, yeah. to throw, throw hands. But I, what I've tried to explain to Jason is that is your queen and you can't yeah. let somebody disrespect your queen. When I brought it up to Jason the first time, I'm like, somebody disrespect your wife. What are you doing, Jason? He was like, well, I would 
tell him why that wasn't okay. And I'm like, Jason, yeah. no, like you failed. Like, Say, excuse me, sir. No, because you go down a line of if you're going to tolerate that, how far will it go? You know, like if if your wife's going to hear hear somebody say something to 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 her with you in front of them, and you're just going to try to talk it out. What else are you going to talk out? You know, if he slaps her on the butt, you're going to be like, "Hey, man, that wasn't nice." Okay, well, you can call the police for that. That was <laughs> physical contact. The police. There you go. They probably got it on the security camera at Publix. Police. Jason. Someone. Oh my God. That guy who does that will meet all the real ones he ever needs to meet when he goes to jail. I love you. I've never said this to you. That's the whitest thing you ever said on this podcast. Somebody puts their hand on your queen, and you said, "I will call the police." Man, you should break that man's head. Hey, the police gonna have to ask who was wrong right. when, I, when they when I get done with that man. Like, I'd be a, I'd be asking him for his driver's license, like if we had a fender bender. You got to hands. Ex- let's exchange information, go. sir, while we wait for the authorities to come. Mm-hmm. Nah, nah, hands and feet. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, Kim. Kim, I think we have enough to work with. We're gonna deliberate. We'll get back to you. We will let you know if, in fact, you are a real one. Thank you, sir. Have a good night. All right. I think it's very clear. I think the people out there would agree that Cam is indeed a, a real one. I, I think for his stories, everything that he laid out uh, in the trial uh, to try to determine his realness or not, I think he you know, passed with flying colors. And with the hypotheticals that we gave him, he was able to explain you know, why he would be a real one in those different situations. And so I think that's where, that's where my vote is. Well, he passed your criteria. Yeah, for certainly. Sure. I mean, your main. I'm sure you have multiple boxes to check here, but that's the biggest. Yeah. Uh, the one that did it for me, guys, as a part of this uh, excellent uh, judging panel here, uh, the, the key factor uh, was the ability to take and hold an L, right? Like, we all take L's in life. It's oh, how okay. you take right. that L. Right. So when he told us a story about him taking his L against his dad and not adequately uh, addressing the situation of, of the uh, the check uh, that was held in the balance um, and then wasn't afraid to say, yeah, and I crashed the car. Right. Like he was willing to accept that that was a mistake on his end, but that did not deter him. That did not stop him. So for me, that was the key uh, moment in the game. Uh, that was a key transition in the game for me. That swayed my vote for Cam to be a real one. I don't think Cam really can be embarrassed, pretty much. Knowing him for a while, I would say I just don't think he gets embarrassed because he pretty much owns who he is. He is re- he is a real one. I think I think we're unanimous. I think Cam Wolf Cam Wolf officially, definitively a real one, Russ. Real one. Cam definitely stamped real one. Uh, my other thing is we're both rep by the same agent, and my agent don't rep people that aren't real. So. Uh, <laughs> there you go. There's some criteria. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. 
this is a, a great moment on our lovely pod. And we, we started sprinkling in the talk about it in recent weeks, but we finally got we finally got the surprise we've been waiting for. I was on my uh my phone last Saturday waiting in a in a an IG live. And, and let me tell you something. I don't go on people's IG lives, but Tone and his lovely life Stephanie was having the old gender reveal on IG Live. And I said, for my man, I'm going to get on IG Live. And we found out that Tone is going to be a girl dad. Him and his lovely wife are having a baby girl. I sent him the text that I was super excited. And I had I had my money on it being a boy because that's what the gene pool said. Right. Gene pool said boy, because all the, 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 the gill men in the home, they, they, there's a lot of testosterone running through there. But I'm really excited for, for Tone and his, his lovely wife to, to have a baby girl. Tone, it's been a couple of days since you, you learned of, of you having a baby girl. How you feeling, sir? I feel good, man. Um, it's real. You know, and I, of course I knew it was real. But, you know, now that you have what this person is going to be, um, it was humbling. Um, it was exciting. Uh, and you know, get, having that, and we only did it with the immediate family. Having that opportunity to do it with our closest family um, was was good. Was good. Um, it felt good. Everybody was happy and jumping around. It was it was fantastic. It was definitely one of the best moments of my life. And um, I can't wait for her to get here. Um, you know, I you know I pray for, uh, talk to her, read to her. Um, it's it's definitely a, a responsibility I'm not taking lightly, and um, you know I love her already, so you know I'm very 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 happy. Tone, what are you most uh, what are you most afraid of? What are you most like? Oh man, how am I going to figure out how to do this? <sighs> Protection, you know, like I know that I'm not going to be able to as she grows, um, be able to protect her at all times um and that becomes like a reality now right you don't think about it when you're a kid and you're growing up it's like oh you know my parents they you know overbearing or you know always you know wondering where i am and like you know the moment that we found out i'm like i get it <laughs> i get it because instantly it's like i want to make sure i know where she's at at all times who she's with at all times um, that's probably what I'm most scared of. Okay. When do you start uh, designing, like the nursery and everything? Uh, ASAP. We are, you know, developing a registry um, with things that we know uh, that we need. Um, just planning out, you know, closet space, room. Um, we already changed our room around uh, for, you know the most optimal for where the baby will go until we ultimately one thing that I was told from my younger sibling Christian who is on his second child where he was like hey man don't put him in your bed bro keep him in the crib like fight the urge to take him out and put him in your bed because once you do it it's over with so I'm gonna keep that in my remembrance um, and hopefully 
You know, <laughs> she doesn't get it. We don't, you know, have that urge to. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. Grab them. Um, but yeah, yeah. The uh, the nursery is, is is. I'm I'm excited to help design it. So, your brother is right. By the way, mm-hmm. I think for for me, I'm in maybe a similar situation to you. Although you have a sister, so you have a, a younger sister, so you have a little mm-hmm. bit of an idea of what that's like. But I grew up in a house with two brothers, and we had no girls in the house other than my mom, and. I I wouldn't say that when we were having our first kid or our second kid like that I was hoping for it to be a boy, but I felt like that I will understand more. That will be come more naturally to me. And then, as you know, we had two daughters, and it has been like the best surprise ever. They're so much they're, <laughs> they're so much better than little boys. I don't know if that changes at some point, but they're so much, they're like nicer and cleaner and sweeter, like everything about them. They behave so much better. Uh, They're so much quicker on their feet. Like everything about them, I prefer over little boys. I'm, you know, I I always thought it was going to be a girl. Like when we even were thinking about names, I couldn't even think of a boy name. Um, and I should have kind of took that as like a sign, like, oh, well, <laughs> you're not going to need to, <laughs> at least for this one. Um, but yeah, man, I, I'm going to have all the questions and, you know, all the uh, I'm open to great advice uh, because, you know, this is my first go around. So, you know, I'm really, really excited and um, you know, I'm happy that, you know, I get to start rounding out uh, my my little clan. So. I was going to ask you, Tony, you, you kind of hit on it there at the end. Had you guys already started thinking of names and now you've you've decided on one now that you know it's a girl or now that you know it's a girl, now you can start rattling around which ones that we thought of do we like? Yeah, I mean, we only came up with, with girl names. Um, so we have a few written down. I'm not uh, going to say them just yet, but we, we got a couple. We had, a, we had a couple that we're, you know, thinking about. Give us some ones that you've ruled out. Um, uh, I think the ones that we came up with, we're still mulling it over. So we haven't necessarily ruled anything, ruled anything out, out because we, you know, we like the, um, you know, the four, the, it's four, the four that we have. Um, so I think what it's important for us is to, even though the baby isn't here, here, um, it's try and get a sense of who this person that you know who this person is. Even you know though she hasn't given her first breath of air, um, and just kind of feel it out. And and that's kind of what we're leaning on. I don't know any young person that wants to be an old person as badly as you, Tony. What? old man parenting thing are you most looking forward to? Do I look like Boo Boo the Fool? Oh, yes. <laughs> it's going to take yes. a while before you could use that and have it. Yeah. Like, it's, you probably you can practice, age, though. Age three. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's probably the one I'm looking forward to, to, to drop. Or you got McDonald's money? Uh, that's a good one. I think the, what I enjoy most about what he just said is I imagine Tone looking over the crib at his Beautiful baby girl saying, you think I look like Boo Boo the Fool? Nah, I'm just playing. <laughs> and then picking her up and kissing her forehead and laying her back down. 
<laughs> yeah, we, we, we're going to, you know, teaching her not to jump the pass. You know, that rule still applies. Um, it's number one rule in our house. Okay. <laughs> we don't jump uh, pass in this house. <laughs> but yeah, man, looking forward to it. Russ, let's do the news. All right. This is a week for big comebacks in sports. You have DeMar Hamlin back on the practice field for the Bills. Not practicing, but he's on the field. And Brittany Griner coming back to the WNBA. Uh, Brittany Griner, this seems like a huge positive for her. She's been back for a while uh, from Russia, so she's had some time to go through whatever she has gone through as far as help off the court, and I'm sure that'll be ongoing. But I had imagined all along that getting back to what she's used to, getting back to her normal life of being part of a team, playing basketball, the things she's done probably her entire life would be really good for her. Mm-hmm. And it, I don't know if you saw the clips, but she, she'll she play a game between us recording this and when it comes out. But her first two games, I believe were at – there was one at L.A., and then there was a home game. And in both places, got just a phenomenal welcome and reception from the crowd. She said that it has, the reception's been, quote, amazing and, quote, part of the healing process. And yeah. she's still Brittany Griner. She's in her first two games, 22 and a half points per game, eight rebounds per game, four blocks per game. She's pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty uh, DeMar, pretty ha- good. DeMar Hamlin, that's. I don't know. They're both really interesting cases to watch here. And and neither of them, they're both very layered and they're both complicated. Mm -hmm. DeMar Hamlin was on the field with the Bills doing some stretching and some individual drills. Sean McDermott, their coach, was very, very clear. He flat out said he is not practicing. That's not what's happening here. And they don't have any timetable on when he would practice. Mm -hmm. But uh, their GM, Brandon Bean, said, I think it was last month, that he has been fully cleared, that was his phrasing, by three specialists to return to football activity. So that's all really good for DeMar Hamlin that he would be physically capable of that. It's going to be um, it's gonna be tense watching him actually play football if that's what he chooses to do. He has said that's what he wants to do. He views it as a way of like conquering fear of... Right burying this, putting this behind him, and like he sees it as a positive that he will have to probably fight through some anxiety to do this, but wants to climb that mountain. Right. It go ahead, Tom. No, I was like it, it's is this I hope this is more of a and I'm this is just me personally that this is more like a ceremonial type of return where, you know, he gets in for a ceremonial snap. He technically came back from football, and then he steps off the field. That's what I'm hoping for, because it's just it's still scary just to think about him going back to playing football. Like I, I feel like it should be more symbolism as, "Hey, I came back from this and all these things. Now I'm gonna, you know, be with my family and stuff like that." Because, man, it, I don't know if if even if he goes down with a concussion, right? Like that instant fear is going to come back. And look, I know it sucks specifically for him that, you know, people are thinking this way about him when we are definitely about to, 
dive into, you know, a, a, another football season full of all these things. But it just feels just for him specifically like a, a very scary thing. And I guess it'll pass like once he starts playing more games, like we won't even think about DeMar Hamlin after a while. Uh, but still leading up to it, it still feels a bit scary. It is scary, Russ. If, if they were playing the season kickoff game, if Buffalo was playing the season kickoff game this year and leading up to it, the NFL was hyping the return of DeMar Hamlin, I don't think we'd feel that way. I don't think we'd feel like this is a big celebration of DeMar. We'd, there'd be some of that, but there'd also be a lot of like, oh, man, I don't know. It's going to be really nerve-wracking to watch him play again. Yeah, I I can understand everybody on both sides of this saying, man, this is an awesome story. I'm glad he's coming back. Um, but on the other side of saying, man, like, I don't want what I saw to happen again. And I think it's the the reality of the unknown is really the thing that's lingering. Like, there's a reason after being medically cleared by three different specialists that they're still like, all right, yeah, he's, he's cleared, but he hasn't actually practiced yet. And I want to see how long they, they go with that. I think that in both of these cases, it's more than just the machine of professional sports. Obviously in Brittany Griner's case, like they really, really need her. Mm -hmm. In DeMar Hamlin's case, he was a starter for them. So they need him too. And I think it, it goes beyond, you know, someone needing to tell them, hey, it's just sports. It's not yeah. that, you know, don't be a meathead. This isn't really that important. Yeah. For the for both of these people, though, it is. This is what yeah. they've been great at. This may not be the only thing either of them could be great at, but this is this has been uh, interwoven in their identity since they were children. This is what they do. This is what they have risen to the best of the best in the world at. And it means something. You can see that it means something to Brittany Griner to get back to it. And I think it will mean something to DeMar Hamlin to truly get back and not like as Tony was saying, hypothetically, have it be just symbolic. And obviously, as you as you, and you know this, too, I'm just pointing out for everybody out there. They're different in that Brittany Griner being detained for almost a year in Russia. That was so crazy. You, we worried about her mental state returning back to life here at home and Whereas like basketball is the last thing that people should try to force her to do. But Brittany said, look, no, this is going to help me, you know, recover from the traumatic things that I went through to be back with basketball. With DeMar Hamlin, it's just like, I know this is what you know. It's what you've trained for since you were a kid. But also your body did something where it literally shut down by playing this sport. And it goes into the 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 thing that we some just sometimes push to the side of that you are playing the most violent sport in the world in football right and because of that this is always going to be something every time you make a hit every time somebody gives you a shoulder into the chest that it's you can't detach from that that is part of his story for, for now yeah uh, Russ in lighter news in. Real estate news, actually. Yeah. Jay Z and Beyonce have completed the most expensive home purchase in the history of the state of California. Okay. They bought a two hundred million dollar 
mansion on the coast of Malibu, topping the previous record in California, which was 177 million. And don't worry, by the way, if you're a friend of theirs, like they're going to keep the, uh, I think it's a $90 million mansion in Bel Air. Oh, I was worried. I was worried, Jason. Yeah, they're not getting cramped on space. Got it. That's where they'll keep like their extra stuff, I guess. That's like their shed. Jeez. Uh, it, it must it's the, be nice. It's the second most expensive home purchase, at least in recent history in the country. Um, apparently, there was a an apartment in New York that went for $235 million. And the, the land is scarce there, obviously, in New York. It's not that easy. Um, anyways, this is a $30,000 square, or th- I'm sorry, 30,000 square foot mansion uh, sitting on eight acres. If you haven't seen pictures of this, it looks like it could be an art museum. It looks less like a home and more like, you know, the Louvre or something like that. A or, campus. Yeah. It's beautiful. I mean, yeah. I, I don't, I honestly, I know this is like, I guess a poor person thing to say. I don't know what you do with all that space. It's a lot of house. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't find like how many bedrooms it has in it or whatever, but like, I'm, I, I'm, guess- I'm not sure what you do with all that. I'm guessing they're bringing their their family there, right? I mean, the the, the extended family, because it's only what it's only four of them. But here's my question, Tone: Why would you want that? Yeah, that's another thing too. It's like, why would you want that record? Like, I, mean, I, don't, I don't. No, no, no. Why would you want your extended family to live with you? No. Uh, I mean, as he gets older, though, as they get older, they might want. They might not necessarily want the extend everyone to live with them, like their kids and grandkids and in-laws and whatever. But it's kind of cool having like the estate that everybody. Like, yeah, can, mom lives down down the, down the way. You know, and will and will inherit and whatever. Uh, yeah. They got a great deal on this thing because it was listed for two hundred ninety-five million. And they got it for what? Two, two flat. Oh, <laughs> got a pretty, got a deal. Pretty good. <laughs> Got a little deal on it. It's a steal, yeah. I mean, oh, they they have a combined net worth I read of three billion. Him and Beyonce. Jesus Christ. And if you say this would all be estimated, but I don't think it'd be unrealistic to estimate that Jay Z probably makes a hundred million dollars a year. Probably you think more that's with crazy. All, no, I think that that that's crazy low. Let's just say it's a hundred. It might be a hundred million passive. That's let's what just, my the, my thought was. But go let's ahead. just say let's just say his income is like a hundred million dollars a year. He's buying a two hundred million dollar home. I mean, this is like if you make a hundred k a year buying a two hundred thousand dollar home, yeah. people would say, "Oh, you're buying well within your budget," and you don't even have that kind of net worth. He, they paid cash for this. That's not a rap lyric. That's not like a lyric to one of their songs or something I'm guessing. There's somebody with a van that's literally reported that they paid cash for this home. I can't even fathom. I can't even imagine it. Like having that much money just to drop off. yeah. Yeah. But if you have it and you've worked for it, like do cool stuff with it. I'm sure I don't know. I don't have this. Like I don't have tax documents that show it. But I'm sure that they give a lot too. I'm sure that, that they do a lot that helps people too. That's where I'm at because it's like you can give you can give to charitable organizations. You can have your own foundation. You could do all this cool stuff. You can give back and still have yeah multiple billions of dollars over. Where it's like I mean, do I need an, need another house? No. Do I want another house? Yeah, and I can pay for it. Cash. No contingencies. 
And that's so dope. Like, because you can't take it with you. I think that's the other part. It's just like, man, well, if I can't take it with me and the kids are going to be plenty good, let's start doing stuff fun. It's okay to have fun. It is, especially when you got that much bread. Russ, in Germany, a surgeon has been fired for making a janitor help him with an operation. This is reported by the Associated Press. The surgeon was performing a routine amputation of someone's toe and uh, thought it was routine enough that someone from the cleaning staff could pitch in. Um, this was uh, the, the hospital director did not agree with this in okay. hindsight. But uh, the patient was awake for this procedure, which, wow. I mean, I want to be knocked out for anything. I understand you don't need to be knocked out for everything, but I don't want to be awake when anyone's doing any kind of surgery on me. I want to knock me out and I wake up and it's over. When I got my wisdom teeth out, they give you the option that you don't have to be fully knocked out for that. Uh, you can just have like a local anesthetic. It costs more to get fully knocked out, but I was like, that'll be worth every cent. Yeah. <laughs> I want to fall asleep and wake up the, and have this be over. I'm a big knock me out guy. You want to be awake tone when someone's sawing off your toe? I mean, some people don't got it like that and they just got to suffer through. <laughs> I mean, maybe it was good that this guy was because then he could see that the, now, the, yeah. the janitor was helping. And this yeah, is nothing against but, but, but you could see it, but you can't do anything about it. Right. True. And this is nothing flex. against the janitor. Like, I shouldn't be helping with surgery. No, no. no one who isn't a doctor or a nurse should be helping with a surgery of any kind. Oh, I can help out with surgery. <laughs> Getting really. knocked out for surgery is not a flex tone. No, it's no, no. I meant, everybody should have. I, I meant like the doctor was so confident in his skills. Yeah. Oh, as, that he was like, I can get anybody. Like the German doctor house. Yeah. 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 I'm like, watch this. That's so, like Jimmy. That's like Jimmy Butler said, "I win with the G Leaguers." Yep, yep, <laughs> yep. He might. Uh, so here's what here's the details of what actually happened. He's okay. the, the doctor has to amputate a toe. The person is awake for this, and the person's getting a little bit restless, is what the AP report said. Uh, the doctor looks around for a little bit of help. Understandable. Uh, sees no nurse or fellow doctor or assistant of any kind that's qualified. Sees the one of the janitors and says, come on, come on, come over here, help me out. He wants the janitor to help hold the person's leg still while he removes the toe and hand him medical instruments while he's doing it. Oh, they fired him over that? That doesn't sound too sanitary. No. I mean, just pro- it doesn't sound professional at all. That's the other part. I mean, I get it, right? Also, like, where is this happening where there's no nurses in there with you during surgery? Facts. That too. They're understaffed, I guess. Nah. Uh, the, the tip so, on this was one of the hospital managers saw in the operating room, there's a janitor holding like bloody gauze. That shouldn't be happening. So, so they're blaming him for trying to do his job understaffed there was no circumstance under which you should be calling in someone without medical experience or training to be helping with the surgery i get what tone's saying but yeah tone that you i agree i agree if well, if you don't have but, someone that can go in there with you you postpone or cancel the procedure till they, a, 
but doctors are scheduling their own procedures. Tony, like you they, would not be just, fine with this. You would not be fine yeah, no, with this. Look, I'm not. I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm just. You wouldn't be the, fine with someone doing with your barber doing that. Yeah, agreed. You wouldn't be like, hey, come over here, help out. Agreed. With agreed. Let alone a toe. But I don't think all the blame should be placed on him for trying to do the job, but understaffed. My there were no nurses around. This none. is insane that you're defending this. I'm not is, defending it. The, the hill you choose to die on is this. I'm not defending it. <laughs> I my my concern here is that you started the surgery knowing that the there's no nobody yep. there's no backup, and I right. think that's that I would have an issue with the doctor for that alone. Right, he would have had a better argument if he couldn't do the surgery say hey we got to postpone because this place sucks and nobody is here to help me but and then you go to the management and be like what are we doing here forgot but i had a patient in and i couldn't operate on him he's still in pain because there are no nurses around here i keep thinking about the janitor that is a horrible day of work Add that to I mean, a resume. Be, being a janitor at a hospital in particular would probably be tough you probably have to deal with a lot of things that you don't normally in, in like more run-of-the-mill janitorial work, but you're still not wanting to come to work and have someone pull you in, hey, hold this guy's leg still and hand me scalpels and stuff while I cut off one of his toes. I don't want to do that. I don't want any part of that. I just, I just came here to dump trash cans out, man. <laughs> <Not> sticky <laughs> trash out, man. That was yeah. all. You got a brother leg shaking, you cutting it off. And no. Just, I don't want no, no. parts. Twist to the continuation of the story. He was a doctor, but they fired him and he had to become a janitor. Mm. That is not part of the uh, AP report. <laughs> <laughs> That's just, as Tony would say, what the streets are saying. That's what the streets say. <laughs> right. That's where he gets his news. And finally, Russ, uh, there are many hazards to living in Florida. Mm-hmm. I know this as a uh, former Florida resident for a long time. Alligators are one of them. I think everyone knows that that's a place where you might see some gators. Oh, man. Don't tell me. Don't uh, go on with the story, but I think I know where you're going. Okay. Uh, we saw that when, when we lived there, we would see them. Uh, you know, they never seemed like particularly threatening, but you'd see them on a golf course. That's pretty typical. Uh, we'd see one. We saw one at our local park where there was some, you know, like a pond. Uh, but a, a 23 year old man in Port Charlotte had a really bad run in with an alligator. Tone, you are wincing like you already know this story. Yes. Did you watch the video? I hope not. Yes. Oh, no. I did not want to watch the video, but I felt like I needed to watch it to know, to be able to speak uh, accurately about this. But, Russ, Port Charlotte is in, like, southwest Florida. Right. It's not usually a place I think a lot of people go on vacation. It's kind of rural. And uh, picture this. So you're, you're in Port Charlotte. You're at Bandito's Bar. It's like one of these low-key kind of rural. Hole in the wall. Yeah, Florida, you know. Got it. And it's like almost 2 a.m. on a Sunday night. You're probably at that point. You got to be thinking like, it's not time to wrap this up and go home. You hear screaming from outside the bar. So that's what happened to this guy, uh, Manny Hidalgo. He hears screaming. He runs out there. It's another guy. It's this 23-year-old Jordan Rivera was out back behind the bar for some reason at 2 a.m. on a Sunday night, uh, and there's a pond back there, and he got attacked by an alligator, and it bit his arm off. It's on video? 
Yeah. yeah. The whole video, thing? No, there's video Not the of, attack. There's basically video of uh, when people came to pull him, help him get out of the water. He must have been back there, like, smoking a cigarette or going to the bathroom or something, and no, then the alligator no, came no, up and got him. No, 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 no. I, in, here's why that's not, that can't be what happened, Jason. Because it can't, it don't just, it can't just come up and get your arm. You have to be, like, bent down or something. You think he was trying to feed it or something? Or you're dr- hammered and you're just back there f- f- messing around. Could be. Could be, yeah. It's possible. Uh, Manny Hidalgo ran out there and helped this guy get out of the water. So, I mean, it's it's not a good day when an alligator bites your arm off, but it could have been a lot worse. Mm. That's, Tone, explain why you're so... You, this must be a terrible video. It's, uh, it, well, it, even it's uh, really the one bad, I watched, yeah. it was blurred out in some parts that you didn't see everything that you didn't want to see, but... It's it's I'm pretty clean. It's pretty harrowing. Oh, no, I don't know why these things clean. need to be on not video. The clean I don't, cut. I don't know why we're running out there videotaping this in the first place. Yeah, man, that was. Uh, Is this what's going to happen? That on anybody? Is this man. like how things work in the world now, where something bad's happening to you? You need help. You need to be rescued. And at least one of the person, one of the people who's there that could help you is just videotaping it, so it can be you know a viral video on Twitter or whatever. That was on um, that new movie with Tom Hanks. I think my name is Otto. He helped this guy who was having a heart attack on the train. And he's like, can somebody help me? Everybody's got their phone out. Like, oh, man, this guy saved this guy. He's like, help, help me. That's crazy. Like, I'm down here. This video is going to get so many likes. Uh, it was a 10 and a half foot alligator. And uh, when an alligator does that, they usually come and find them and take them out. Long boy. Once they've got a, a taste for people. That's the news. Oh man, I I'm, like there to I'm, be I'm having, I like there to be happier animal stories. There was nah, you one, gave us a whole bunch of sad stuff today. This wasn't a good week for happy animal stories that I could see. Not the clean cut. That's all I, I am, and I didn't even see the video, and I'm not gonna go searching Don't. for it. Don't either. Uh, that's gonna do it for this week's episode of Sports Adjacent. We'd like to thank our good friend Cam Wolf for jumping on and and being the first. Uh, entrant into our new segment are you a real one uh and he's verified no he's verified verified real one the first real one the first real one and so we appreciate cam for jumping on we also appreciate uh lovely sponsor sheets and giggles who sponsors the new girl dad newest girl dad tony gill uh for the softest cleanest most enjoyable bedding on the market Go to sheetsgiggles.com forward slash SA and use our promo code sports to get 23% off your next purchase. Sheets, duvets, duvet covers. That's uh, the comforters and the, the thing that covers the comforters for all those out there that don't know what a duvet is. Uh, I like to help out with that. <laughs> 23% off promo code sports. We are also brought to you by BetMGM. You can place a risk-free bet up to $1,000 by using our promo code adjacent1000. That is adjacent1000. By the time you hear this, uh, Boston might be knocked out of the playoffs and we can have a uh, NBA Finals of Denver and also uh, the Miami Heat. That should be a fun one because those two teams have been really good all postseason long there's also a uh, baseball going on if you bet on that the WNBA just got going if you bet on that I, there's things like darts 
rugby, the whole shebang of bang. You can bet it on BetMGM, BetMGM, the king of sports books. Gentlemen, before we let the fine folks go, anything? Somebody asked me about the Miami Heat being a surprising eight seed. It's funny to think that they and the Bulls played each other in the play-in because those are totally different teams. I don't think it's that surprising. I don't think the Heat are that big of a surprise. I'm not a Heat fan, but having covered them and seen up close how things work there, like it's not that surprising. And having watched Jimmy Butler all this time, Tone, Jimmy Butler has been supposedly a problem all these places until he gets to Miami. Like maybe he just finally found a place that's as serious as he is. Maybe these other places were the problem. You, Jimmy's a real one. Jimmy is a real Jimmy one. Jimmy Butler is a real one. And Tone, you what that, you, oh my gosh. What are you gonna what are you gonna do ten years from now when your beautiful, precious young daughter goes digging through the archives and finds that before she was born there was this thing called podcasts and she finds she digs up some of your old sheets and giggles reads. I shouldn't even um, call them reads because they're all improvised. Some of your old <laughs> sheets and giggles endorsements. Um like, hey, your dad was a young man trying to make it into biz. I picture Tony telling her, like, if you if you truly want to know your story, you have to go back before your birth mm-hmm. to when I got sheets and giggle sheets. That's when your mama got pregnant. Before Blow It Back Out Volume 3 came out. <laughs> no, she's going to love that. She's going to love that clip. <laughs> and we will see you guys next week. Thanks for listening to Sports of Jason with Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey. Be sure to download, subscribe, and give the podcast five stars. You can check out the latest episode of Sports Adjacent on all digital streaming platforms. I'm very much adjacent. For a couple hours, I thought I was hood. But then all that happened, I was like, you know what, James? You adjacent to the mother Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.